welcome back to another episode of Almost Single. Episode 3. It is episode 3. Hello, uh, people. This is... Hey, good, Phil. Good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. Uh, could start saying, right, like, this is the first episode we record after the first and second episode is out. So it's been a month since last time we recorded. The one after the uh, quiz, which I had lost. Yeah. Yes. Should we start right there? So you lost the quiz in the previous episode. Uh, I, did the, I did lose a... I would say unfair quiz, like a ridiculously excuse me, r- uh, ridiculously hard quiz. Uh, or, or, or I, I was I was a superior opponent. Like no matter the quiz, I would have won, right? Like the questions. I don't well, think it's well, Phil's fault. It's well, my well, fault that you lost. Don't as Ross whatever. says in Friends. Don't blame the questions. <laughs> don't yeah. blame. The I questions. do blame those uh, obscure sounds. The, um, uh, I'll give you an but idea. The thing, is, the, thing, the, thing, the thing with a video game quiz is that there's no shame in losing one. The thing is, like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's kudos in winning one, but there's definitely no shame in losing one. Oh, <laughs> Ola, I think he's making a direct insult to you right there. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. in your face. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like, listen, I listened, in, like, listened to the episode afterwards, and I think it sort of undermines our credibility as podcast, like, so we have a podcast where we talk about games, and we turn out, you know, <laughs> fuck all about games in that quiz. It's like, yeah. we have no credibility anymore on the subject that we, well, we're not claiming to be knowledgeable, I guess. But well, actually, uh, it, oh, we're definitely it, not claiming to be knowledgeable. <laughs> when, when, when it's my turn at the quiz, I'll, I'll show you what it's all about. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll answer some well, questions. Well, I'll hold on to this because my quiz is going to be on the next episode. Yes. Yeah. But what I wanted to say is, like, the hard thing with doing a podcast is that you basically... Everything you say goes on record, right? Yeah. So you're listening back to it and you're like, I'm like, what a complete moron I was, right? Yeah. Like, how did I fucking forget Moonrise Kingdom when we were listing the Wes Anderson films? I completely forgot that. I feel ashamed about that. But, yeah. you know, that's what it is. You, sometimes you're being a moron. Yeah. Does, does that make you a moron? Because I don't know what that is. Well... Now. It's the Wes Anderson Moonrise film. Kingdom. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's the one... Um, the one with the um, the school the um, the boy and the girl in the woods to get lost, like the um, the one before Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, I don't think you're a moron. <laughs> anyway, if so, you're a Wes Anderson fan, you know about right, this. Okay. Uh, well, talking about that though, have you like? Well, I'm not sure how far into like talking about the podcast we should go, but have you gotten any interesting feedback at all on the first episode? Anyone criticized? Because I've I got some like. Negative feedback on our ignorance towards Minecraft. It was light-hearted negative feedback, though. But uh, it was very light-hearted. Yeah, yeah. and uh, James won't have any 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 chance to redeem himself while while he was while he's going to be a guest here and <laughs> talk all he wants about Minecraft. Yeah, true. Yeah, so our friend and coworker James is a big Minecraft fan, and he's going to be our first guest. Not sure I think exactly so. when yet, but uh, soonish, a couple episodes from now, probably. I just yeah. like to I like to just emphasize that. This is the first one we've done after we've gone live. Yeah, so that's what speak. I. Yeah. yeah, that's what I tried to say as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so let's see. Is it, are we going to be different? Is our self-conscious probably? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Way well, cooler. But you're drinking now. some. Tell yeah. me what you're drinking, Theo. What are you so drinking? So I'm drinking a combination of rosé wine and uh, Red Bull. <laughs> I'm not drinking it at the same time. I'm taking a sip of wine and then one from Red I'm Bull. Gonna, I'm going to try that now. What is that? Got Red Bull in it. No, 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 Red Bull no. is here. All right, okay. Just going to open it now. Oh, no. All oh, right, okay. <sighs> nice. Works perfectly. Blends. Mm. There are many other energy drinks that you can have out there, kids. It's not just Red Bull. 
Well, yeah, we're, we're, very, obviously, uh, we're obviously we're sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah, uh, so. we're very open to sponsors. <laughs> um, Red how? Bull sponsors everything anyway, so they should just uh, <laughs> throw some money at us. How? Well, let me ask you this. How many um, downloads have we had of the first episode? Okay, so... Till this moment. I want just the number. I don't want the... <laughs> <laughs> the whole story. Okay. 156 downloads Woo! of the first episode. Wow. Should I do the luxury? Yeah, the please, elab- please elaborate. Story where because it sounds ridiculously high, doesn't it? Noah? Yeah, and then, okay, so there's a graph. It peaks on the day of release when we sort of posted it, like sent it to friends. Like 50 of them or so downloaded then. Yeah. And then there's a, an explainable peak of interest <laughs> from Bournemouth. UK. <laughs> on on mon- this Monday, 77 downloads in one go from one Android app called Podcast Addict. So uh, I assume it's the same person well, we fucking do, up how to download a podcast? We, we do know of one person. Yeah, and it's not, is, he tech, is he techno? Well, <laughs> is he incompetent? Let's not be too harsh because the name fits the, the act, so to speak. Podcast addict. Maybe he yeah. just <laughs> yeah. wants to download it 77 or m- times. Maybe, maybe it's like app, yeah. maybe he listened to it 77 times and he had to like download it again every time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so whoever you are, podcast addict. Robot or real? <laughs> you want? Thank you. I, we, we covered uh, four continents. Four continents. North America, Europe, um, Oceania, or like Australia and uh, Asia. Nothing in Africa or South America yet. Yeah? I think we should specifically target Africa with an extra <laughs> commercial uh, boost on Facebook. Yes, we tried out this. We made a Facebook page. It's interesting. Like Facebook now treats us as a business. So they send us like. <laughs> Yeah, you want to like, reach 10,000 people? Just pay us four bucks. And, uh, <laughs> I've, uh, <laughs> I've drunkenly agreed last, na- last Friday to invest 100 pounds. Oh, yeah, true. Out of <laughs> mind. Totally out of your mind. <laughs> Only on Facebook ads. Also, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. uh, ordering court. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. That's disappointing. <laughs> I think it's yeah. because you both went silent so yeah. quickly. I want to. I want to confront. So, I'm Norwegian, as we've been through. Uh, there's 22 downloads from Norway, so I have friends in Norway. Numbers prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no downloads in Greece. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? Are you like? Uh, well, are you I, wanted in Greece? Like, did you escape Greece? <laughs> <laughs> Is <this> like <laughs> well, first it's an English-speaking um, um, podcast. Yeah, but then I didn't do any attempts of uh, promoting it in Greece. Okay. Nothing at all. Fair enough. I, oh, of course, I'm going to claim all downloads from the UK. All hundred, <laughs> all hundred, <laughs> hundred and eleven from the well, UK. Well, there you go. I told you. <laughs> Man, Even the so seventy-seven from Bournemouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but he's a friend. <laughs> um, also, I want to before we forget this. Theo's forfeit for losing the quiz. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, we almost forgot about Cybernator. Cybernator, your one of your favorite games from the 16-bit era. Yes, that I, one. You grew up with it. Yes. So, I actually did play Cybernator. I um, how far? Played two levels. I bought it on. I installed it on the RetroPie thing. Mm-hmm. I have not. Yeah. It, what it means boot. to say is he bought it on eBay legitimately. He didn't commit any act of piracy. Yes, and then put it on my uh, Raspberry Pi. Played it with my original Super Nintendo, well, a replica Super NES uh, USB controller. Yeah. Tried to recreate your childhood basically yeah, as nice. close as possible. Um, I played it. It was okay. Wow. Um, Why was it okay? Why it it feels okay? a bit dated. 
How's it dated? It is dated. I mean, it feels a bit clunky. The way it plays, like the game, the gameplay, you know, it's like nothing original now. Okay. Maybe it was at the time. It felt kind of cool graphically, you know, uh, design-wise, like the the mechs and the 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 level design was cool. Yeah. The um, you see a couple of spaceships as well. They were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Played two levels Mm -hmm. and then left it. Okay. The music was kind of cool, I guess. Kind of cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. It was right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't change my heartbroken. life. Heartbroken. Tiny, tiny bit heartbroken. Can't lie to you. I wasn't you, expecting but, um, it to change my life either. <laughs> I thought I, I was intrigued. I thought part of the forfeit was you'd had to finish the entire game. That can't just be... can't just have like a little taster. But that's like a long time. <laughs> you have to have the whole hog roast, not that's just a, the that's leg. That's like a big lose. Well, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll hold it to those words in the next episode when feels when you're eventually going to lose. Oh, knows? here we go. She's um, already we're into the trash talk. <laughs> Oh, but hold on. You said that whoever loses the next time, we're going to um, host the next one in order. Yeah, I was thinking, like, maybe it's... Because I, like, I think you have... you. I'm sure you have, like, good questions prepared for the quiz. Uh, I have, like, quiz ideas myself. So maybe we should let the hosting of the quiz go on, like, rounds rather than it being the... Like, loser, does yeah. it? Fair enough. Yeah, because we already have like the we already have the economical incentive to like win, like not lose ten pounds. Sure, yeah, yeah. There's and a yeah, yeah, already. and then there's the Sounds game. Good. So like, I think I don't know. Seems more. F- yeah. And also, we don't do so many episodes. So like every other episode quiz. Yeah, exactly. We do we do once a month, right? <laughs> but now, okay, let's not talk about the podcast on the podcast too much. I guess. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> so the, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this feels okay. like, this feels like a part of conversation we should have like <laughs> off mic. Nah, everything. We hide nothing from <laughs> our fans. Nothing, but, nothing um, from our fans is hidden. Okay. Uh, well, this can we just talk about what's okay. up? Like, yeah. What you guys been yeah, up to? Sure. Yeah. Because we haven't recorded in a month. A month now. Yeah. That's true. Well, in my limited time, I have been. Actually, I have to thank this podcast and thank you two for the fact that because of this, I am now playing more different uh, well more diverse games because before i would just say i'm playing battlefield one blah blah blah, blah. Right. have you stopped playing battlefield one i have vincent Gone. actually complained to me about this i know mate and yeah. i'm sorry vincent <laughs> because <laughs> i do want to play it but at the same time you know you know when you're on the psn network you get free games and i've got shit tons of them now oh yeah so i started playing down well was that a oh, PSN yeah. game? Yes, it game. was, yeah. Oh, okay. it's free. Completely nice. skipped that. Um, and it was like, a, I had no idea what it was, but it was like the, the last thing I downloaded. Began playing, and, I'm, I'm, and I just think it's a very simple yet <coughs> addictive, like annoyingly straightforward. You're like, how the fuck have... No, like, how can I invent this game? <laughs> it's so, like, just clever and well-made, you know? And I'm having a blast with it. Um, have you reached the end? No. Okay. Have you? No, I have like, barely touched it. Okay. On, the, got, on my phone as well. I've got quite far, but it's, yeah, it's difficult. It's classic old school, you know, mm. you die, you, you, you play again kind of, kind of style, but it's great. Speaking of uh, PlayStation Network games, I, the one from October was uh, Metal Gear... 
Phantom Pain, Mel Gibson's yeah, Phantom Pain. Yeah. I downloaded that. Just played the open, <clears throat> played the prologue, just to see how crazy it can be, right? And it's fucking crazy. You see, it's like it's it's intense. It's it's huge. You see metaphysical stuff. Um, you you guys should definitely give it a go just for that. Okay. Well. I have given it a go, and I'm going to talk Ooh. about this game later this episode, oh. if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. <laughs> Wait, notch, notch. Man, is it crazy. Remember when we were talking about movies, and we were saying how Kojima suffers haven't about I already, this? Haven't I already complained? What's that you in the did, pilot you episode? that on. No, no, you should. I was, that I've been compla- I had a rant about like the opening, about like how his name is plastered all over the place. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, you did say that, yeah. yeah. But also how much it tries to be a film, but then fails because it's a bad film. Yeah. And by virtue, also a bad game, in my opinion. But that's, yeah, maybe uh, that's me. So, what have you been doing lately? Fia? So, I uh, pre-ordered and uh, got uh, Mario Odyssey for the Switch. That that came in on Friday. Um, I've been playing. I've played actually maybe two, three or four hours yesterday for the first time. Okay, it's amazing. It's brilliant. It why? It's just the the way it plays, the mechanics, the both visually but also how you feel exploring the world okay they, they really nailed it and it it's really fun to play it's it's, like, it's it's what nintendo does best right just makes games that are really really fun but what i have to say is that my first five hours in zelda mm-hmm. were probably a little bit better hmm. it felt would, a bit more inspiring okay. more would you say fantasy. would you say like so a traditional more of a mario guy would you say this is the game that should like take me off the fence and actually Buy a Switch right now oh, yeah. and start like. If you don't buy a Switch now, I'm never gonna do. You're it. never gonna buy a Switch. Yeah, you have two amazing games to play. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ola? Um, <clears throat> so the South Park game uh, came out this week. I was planning on buying it. Hadn't gotten around to buy it yet. How like, much yeah. is it? It's too expensive, man. It's like fifty-five pounds on Steam, Ooh, and it's also like it's designed for consoles. And it's like from what I hear, it's it's get like you know Steam has this. So I'm mainly a PC gamer. That's like Steam would be my go-to platform. Although I do have a PS4 as well, but you have like the reception thing on Steam, like like overwhelmingly positive, overwhelmingly negative, mm-hmm. or mixed. It's like unmixed at the moment, and people are complaining about like the whole greedy economy behind it. They have like lots of day zero. Like downloadable content that you have to pay for. Like yeah. what, so, what so kind of content? Like additional content, like additional missions. I assume. Okay, that is like single player. Yeah, from like day, like from you know at release. Like so why they want DLC? Yeah, proper. which is like people don't like that. Show. Like, it's it's taking the piss. Yeah. So and especially so to get the full experience, you have to basically pay like eighty, ninety pounds. Yeah. Um, I have prob- I'm definitely gonna download it, buy it sometime. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So for me, <laughs> game wise, still PUBG. Rocket League, <laughs> FIFA, <laughs> same old. <laughs> um, other than that, like other than game wise, there's. Uh, well, should we talk about Blade Runner, Theo? Like, you want to talk about Blade Runner? Well, I always want to talk about Blade <laughs> Runner. <laughs> um, just, well, I'll just say that I watched it twice. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. We I've seen um, it once. Yeah, once here as well. I thought it was a great film. Yeah. Um, speaking about Blade Runner as well, there was a, uh, an adventure game. Which I was kind of into mm-hmm. back in the mm-hmm. day. Yeah, I'm wondering since the film is a sequel to the original, like a direct sequel. I'm wondering how the uh, game actually plays now. 
because you get same character. You know, you get all the characters appearing in the game. Yeah. Actually, going out of uh, out of the original script. So I'm wondering, is it still faithful? Yeah. To what assumptions the new film made? I don't know. Well, I have maybe well, one I, of you will find out. That's next episode. I have to say, <laughs> the new one. It to me, it was flawless. My only complaint is. <laughs> It's not even a complaint. It's like the only reason you won't like this film is because it's not your genre of film. Maybe. That's the only way. If if you're into sci-fi, it's going to be great. You you can find flaws if you want to. For me, just the good point of it, the the brilliance of it was so... Basically, the good things were so good that it kind of made me forget the very few flaws that it has. Yeah, because the thing that I found was so brilliant about it, and I think something that it deserves its time in the light is because it was such a clean film. Mm. Like, like even in the original, the original was a really clean film as well. Like it was a standalone film, never needed a sequel. And you're like, it's fine. You know, even how it ends in the original, them leaving, going towards the lift to escape. That's, that's the, that's uh, the original the final cut. Yeah. yeah. And I was, and you're like, and people might be like, mm. oh, I want to know what happens to them. But it's like, you have no, complaints about that and in the new one again it's like its own separate entity it finishes nicely you don't have like it it could easily carry on with additional scenes not trying to spoil anything about yeah i don't know if i want if i don't need that that, no but it ends and you have no complaints you're not like i want to see that next scene i want to know what they talk about yeah you're it's just and and if there's never a sequel again, you're perfectly happy with it. Like I don't, I don't think there should be a sequel. There's no more questions to ask apart from. I'm happy that we got a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I thought it was a. Uh, I mean, who could have? I mean, it was unimaginable that if if you were to speak about Blade Runner sequel five ten years ago, you would have never thought you would be getting one. Yeah, none of never a thought it would be one. good. Then. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you've also got to remember that it's in a really dangerous time as well in terms of, you know, sequels to films. You know, like the amount of reboots and, and sequels yeah. to stuff. Mm. It's like it could easily be transformed into a turd fest. Yeah, and somehow they managed, managed to have a good film. Yeah, and made, it. It, and made it debatably a timeless film like the original. It, like, uh, this will yeah. last for like 30, yeah, 40 do, years. Do you think fine. it's a classic? I think so. Hmm. It felt like an instant classic. It did. Yeah. Actually, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is what this episode is going to be about <laughs> and uh, why we chose this thing. So, like last episode, when we talked about sixteen-bit games, we all have a, like a mutual love for the game developer Rare and Donkey Kong and the games they make. And it was this, I think it was something you said, Theo? Like you said, talk about a company that fl- flew too close to the sun was the word you used. <laughs> I was like. So I was thinking maybe that could be a good thing to talk about. Like, okay, mm-hmm. try to just like dwell into one like disco- <laughs> uh, gameography yeah. over like a developer. Yeah. Uh, talk about our like. And let's just say that we're not investigative journalists. We're, no, not we're at just all. fans. Yeah. Really. We have no insider knowledge. Although I remember you mentioned you once met a guy who worked for Rare. That's, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> the, clo- that's the closest <laughs> with it. I um I read an IGN article and the Eurogame article. The Eurogame article called uh, "Who Killed uh, Rare" is actually a pretty good one. Oh, nice. Okay. I found so. <laughs> should just like 
go straight into it? Or but do you want should to break, I, or? let me ask you guys this. I mean, if you had to pick like a memory, like a very fond memory mm-hmm. from your childhood, from whenever, really, with a rare game, what would that be? Do you guys know? Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Has to be hands down Goldeneye. Wow. Uh, hands down. For me, I think it's Perfect Dark. This is the spiritual Ooh, sequel. We need to delve into that. I have a, I have a very <laughs> specific moment. Okay. Also, talk about Perfect Dark. Isn't that the font we use in the logo oh, yeah, for this podcast? Yeah, it's the, the um, Perfect Dark. It's, it's the font of the, uh, the Almost. Almost. Yeah. yeah. That's a Perfect Dark font. It was uh, <laughs> free on the internet. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not never actually. Is that are we? Is that still legal? <laughs> it's just an inspired thing, right? Like it's yeah, but they anyway, don't trademark I did, font, I, do they? No, they ah, do. They do. They do. You usually yeah. buy fonts. This one, I can vouch, it was free. Yeah. on a web platform. Yeah, didn't intentionally steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it did steal anything. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you want to take a break, or do you want to go straight no, into the sixteen bit stuff? I'm, I'm, nice I'm, I'm good. I just okay. want to add that it feels like very much you two have been reading articles, and I knowingly decided that I'm. This is going to be pure memories yep. and nostalgia cool, because I feel like cool. I've played a lot of well, rare in my life, so I don't really need to know the backgrounds of rare. I kind of feel like I know them. No, so may, it might be good. complete bullshit, and people might say I'm talking shit, but maybe. That's a good point of view it's as well. Fine. Now, I don't think we're aiming to be aiming to Super provide factual, a provide no. a history of rare. We're yeah. just talking about <coughs> games, mm-hmm. really. And um, how? Should I tell you my memory about the game? Sure. Like a specific memory. Yeah. So for Perfect Dark, mm-hmm. you know how they how they remade uh, some of the GoldenEye maps for the multiplayer. Yes. So they had they, there was a facility. Um, map the gold level yeah yes. the golden level the one with the toilets yeah, yeah. and the, the silos good uh, level so that was a classic level the, they made that they remade that for for perfect dark so you could play the entire level um and there was one new weapon for perfect dark the laptop gun it was like <laughs> a it was a suit it was a suitcase it was uh, that you could dismantle and put in as a sentry gun ah oh, nice and i thought it, it must have been, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it must have been the first like, users of a deployable sentry gun in an FPS on a multiplayer, at least, concept. Um, quite in, possibly, yes. Yeah, in, my life, in my personal life, it was. Well, Rare was Can't really good it. at coming up with ideas like that, like gameplay mechanics that no one had tried, yeah. like the headshot on, on GoldenEye, or like having sniper rifles that zoomed in. You know, yeah. it seems like very common which are common sense now they were coming up first so there was this moment where we were trying to figure out the best position for the laptop gun in the facility and it turned out to be the moment where you come out the the toilets there was Down like the this like the st- yeah the stairs and you had like a door with yeah, the yeah. bunker there that place there oh, was yeah, yeah. gold mm, I can imagine. The yeah gun. because they have loads <laughs> it's insane how- that's like also worth talking about like the memory of levels like how oh, many yeah. how many levels do you think you actually like remember <laughs> like in I your head from all the game yeah, p- yeah most of i can them. draw like yeah. many levels <laughs> i like, could navigate easily on yeah. that on that map yeah thing is i remember i i when i play goldeneye multiplayer goldeneye multiplayer was what is my number one rare yeah. moment because it was just like me- everyone was playing it everyone was mental for it mm. and i remember everyone would say i i was like clinically the best oh, for nice. playing it and I like, came you? back to it and I'm like 
the controls are really stiff. Yeah. And like the aiming, like hold R and then you're like moving across there that's not like instant. It's yeah. like mm. and I'm going <laughs> if yeah, I was yeah. like the best, I must have been like a, a level above where I am now, like some sort of Mr. Miyagi like yeah. gaming genius. I have no idea how so you, felt, you felt you had lost it basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old man and it's sweet. <laughs> I can, I can, yeah, yeah. I can look himself into a mirror and see my old wrinkled face. Finally, <laughs> I think that's um, true to like my FPS experience in general. I think I peaked in terms of like uh, reaction time and like fast. Um, like I think my best FPS days are behind me in yeah. terms of like being when efficient. Was that? When I was like seventeen, eighteen, like Counter Strike, Counter Strike years. Oh yeah. yeah, I used to train for Counter Strike. Train. I was part of a clan. What was the name of your clan? Um. <laughs> Because uh, I had a clan called, as well. And it's fucking, my name is fucking lame. I, I still kind of think mine's really cool, which might be a bit dangerous. Tell us. Uh, they were called TLR. TLR. And that meant the last resort. Because, the, because yeah, it's, it's not embarrassing at least. Well, <laughs> well, well when, let's when, just say that mine is inferior to that. Oh, uh, because whenever you played on our server, they would play a tiny section of Papa Roach's song, The Last Resort. Oh. Which is very, like, for for any metalheads or rockers, it's like part of the you know Bible well, of. Was that an online, um, like, clan you had, or yes, was it with yes. mates from online clan? And then you were part of a team, and you had to train with the team. And when I was training, I used to turn the crosshair off, mm. and I would only play with the uh, deagle. Is that yeah, the right the, word? Yeah, yeah. The desert the eagle. Desert yeah, eagle and, yeah, and you would be only doing headshots. And it really helped. It was like fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah. anyway. I, and what about your Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong. So I'm Memory. fairly certain I would have had um, Goldeneye as the top one. Sure. This, this goes back to what we talked about last episode. But So I'd never owned the N64. Mm. Um, I did own a SNES. So Donkey Kong was like my favorite game on SNES. So I also like was a bit behind. Like buying it second hand mm-hmm. so like i had the snes while most of my friends had n64 like little story there like a friend of mine had so i had a i had a moped as a kid like um a, a tricycle oh, right yeah yeah you that my dad that. built uh that me and my so, sisters were riding around on i so was you... a completely custom made uh, vehicle yes like the motor was like a stock motor but like the frame and everything you know i really wish while you're saying this, I wish you could play the Hovis music. Yeah. So for, it, it's like a very traditional, like, it's very homely what you're saying. It's okay. quite, I, w- I wish warm. I had a childhood more like yeah. yours. Like, <laughs> okay. <go on. laughs> yeah, so I had this tricycle mm-hmm. that I was like riding around like in the like, not on the streets and stuff. Like, but um, I was bored of that. <laughs> Crazy. So I trade like, I <laughs> like exchanged it. For, like my friend lent me his N64 in return. He got the, tri- the tricycle. Wow. He got a vehicle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, that seems like a much better deal for him. Because <laughs> well, like, he had, so he lived on a farm basically. He had like a fucking field and he was riding like kilometers down this field. I didn't have a farm, so I didn't have that much space. But I think <laughs> I felt like I won at the time. And um, then I played mainly Mario 64 and stuff. But uh when I went to friends, played Gold Knight, that was still a good game. But yeah, Donkey Kong, just a timeless. I mm. uh, remember playing it with my sisters as well. They also liked it. Good music, uh, looked beautiful, mm-hmm. and um, it was difficult, like had challenges. Like it, there was, uh, 
like every good platform from that era, you could like have good replay value because you yeah. could like you know get the bonus points, collect all the stuff, and yeah, Donkey yeah. Kong I felt had won over its competitors because it had a layers of depth, yeah. which most platforms is just like you know like collecting. I don't know if they existed at the time. DK coins were they in there in I that game? I don't remember. But anyway, there was like you had to collect certain stuff within each level, which meant you could go to new areas. And yeah, like, it's, I remember. Like I remember one thing at do. least. Like the final boss, the King K Roll or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. like on that ship, you can like beat him. But then there's like you can Another, unlock level. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like necessarily obvious if you didn't. You, yeah, you mentioned this. Like, yeah, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. So there's like an alternative boss battle, which yeah. was like amazing. But I, I just want to like move on slightly. Mm-hmm. Not move on, but I want to go back to Goldeneye because I remember another key moment for me about Goldeneye was it was the first game where I genuinely felt proud of myself. For playing. Like ever in my life. Multi- are you thinking about the multiplayer or the single Because player? you were good at single the game. Player. Because ah, in single the single player, player I achieved... Speedrun. 007 status. I completed oh, every ah. level on 007. Wow. Nice. I mean, if you complete it on 007, you get like this sandbox mode where like you can increase enemies' health by a lot, enemies' damage, like all this stuff. But it was like, I cannot tell you the amount of effort I had to do to do complete it in 007. Yeah. And I remember, I remember I, for some reason I gave, I, I we sold that, the my N sixty four Goldeneye cartridge to like a cash and carry because I had a GameCube at the time and at that point the N sixty four was meaningless, which Fair is enough. breaking my heart as I say it. <laughs> but I remember part of me thinking I wanted to mention to them that there was a save on it that was the <laughs> 007 completed and be like, this is serious shit, man. This is like <laughs> at you least should, should five to ten pounds more. This is <laughs> this is fucking important. It's increased value. It's, yeah. not, it's not like secondhand, it's like increasing value. Because yeah, it's, of the, yeah. It's, that's not something you can like cheat and put on the cartridge. That's True. like real that's graft. Yeah. That's um, awesome. But anyway. <laughs> what a great game. But yeah. So in the context of Rare, like I guess it's like, Without any doubt, the Nintendo years are the golden era of Rare. Like starting with probably Donkey Kong, ending with the N sixty four. No uh, doubt, no that, doubt. Like, that was the real peak. Right? That is like all, when all the way up to the acquisition. Yeah. So, I was reading into like the technicality of like so you have first party developers, second party developers, and third party developers. Like first party being obvious, like Nintendo making Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. But in this case, like Rare is mostly. Nowadays, I guess they're a third party because they make technically games for more than just Microsoft. When they first but party developer for the Xbox when it got released, right? yeah, then uh, yeah, but they were mainly making like Nintendo games, right, through the nineties. Yes, yeah. so they were like a second party developer for Nintendo, yes. but Nintendo didn't own them. Like they might have, they might own some shares in them or something. They did own forty nine percent. All the oh, way really? until they sold them to Microsoft. Yeah, they own forty nine percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, which uh, well, they've done a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Which games have you guys uh, played? So, so I've made some notes <coughs> of the games that I didn't actually even like. So I've scrolled through the like Wikipedia list of games, and uh, like apart from the obvious ones that we've been through already, okay. uh, I never actually played Perfect Dark though. Okay, but um, I noted down some games I didn't. Realized was rare. Okay. One of them is a Game Boy Color game called uh, Mickey's Racing Adventure. It's like a Disney <laughs> Mickey Mouse racing game, for which is which, uh, for console. Game Boy Color. Okay, two thousand one maybe, okay. which was really good actually. Um, 
it is just like what, a sort of what top time two did this come in was it was it like 2000 2000 so okay Ish. yeah so like it's a, kind of in their prime so to speak yeah yeah was still just, like just, just after their prime yeah um yeah. it was just like a standard top view racing game you collected stuff and just well done good music you know good game boy game basically like a game you could just pick up and play like for half an hour okay have like a a game worth having with you when you were like going around with the Game Boy, basically, because that was <laughs> always something vital. to do. Yeah. Vital. And I noted one more GBA. game as well, which um, I did know was a rare game, I guess. It's an, another N64 racing game, uh, mm-hmm. Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, yeah. Which that, I always liked a lot. Yeah, that I, deserves a bit of... That uh, deserves was like, it? more detail. That was a great game. Yeah, that was like... And ob- I guess... I, I guess I would have guessed it was a rare game. I wasn't like consciously aware of it, but of course it is. It's like the Donkey Kong uh, franchise and stuff. But um, you know what was genius about I've that game it. as well? But was it like Mario Kart? No, no. But it had like a deeper story mode. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it was amazing. Again, that was another game that I completed, and it was bloody hard. Yeah. That game, I was like screaming at the TV when I won. But anyway, what made that game uh, that deserves kudos that game because. It had, I think it had something that no other racer ha- had ever had before. So, for example, you could be in a go-kart, in a hovercraft, or a plane. Or a plane. Yeah. yeah. And, and each level, exactly the same level, but whatever you chose, like, opened up new areas. So each level had three layers of racing. This was also present in the Mickey Mouse game, by the way. They mentioned, like, the three okay. different vehicles. Fair so, enough. Yeah. So was it the mixture between a, a racing and a platformer? It had, like a Advent- it had an adventure because you started in like a like a almost Donkey Kong style map, and you drive around it, oh, and right. then you unlock stuff and you can go into se- more secret areas, and then you go and do more races and you get more stuff to go to the next area. So it was a bit of both. Nice. And there's like loads of characters as well in there that later got. I don't remember it actually, but according to Wikipedia, I don't article, any of them. No. Apparently, this is the first time you meet like. Um, like Banjo. Really? Oh, right. I yeah. read about that. Banjo appears as yeah. a character, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it myself, game. though, but like Wikipedia claims it. So and that, and that's <laughs> thought a, it was interesting. And that's another game, Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo, when yeah, that yeah, came out, that was mental. That, that was, was as big as that was better any than, game on the N64. Better than Mario. It, it was better than Mario. I actually, it was. I actually never played it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, I've played it. I don't have really strong memories of it. I remember snapshots of it yeah, i remember the last sure. boss i loved because do you remember the last boss was you were on a game board like there at the end and you go along like a game board and you have to like answer questions or do like fight a boss or go back to a previous boss i loved that it was like a really weird comical last boss you didn't like fight them face on you were f- playing like a, a game show sort of thing oh but Banjo Kazooie was a great game. I, I actually have a memory of that. Uh, I on one of my birthdays, I had a birthday party, and I knew I was getting Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> and I had ten friends over. I got and my mum gave it to me on my birthday, and a quarter of the way through my party, I went to my N64 and just played it <laughs> for the whole party. I, I With left. Your friends. No, no, no. I left my friends. <laughs> they. My mum came in. At like 7 p.m., like six hours later, and went, you have to go out and see your friends because they've come here for you. And I was like <laughs> devastated. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't have any relation to life and games at that point, clearly. But yeah. 
No, games were clearly more important than friends. (laughs) Yes. I think when you were in school anyway, like, friends is just like, you're going to see them the next day anyway. Like, they they don't seem as important, (laughs) if you know what I mean. (laughs) The game can't wait. My friends are going to be there, like, five days a week anyway. (laughs) I mean, kids at that age don't have grudges, right? They just forget the next day, so it's fine. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Also, they probably had like fun between themselves, right? Why didn't they play with you, by the way? What? Where in it? Well, it's only. But why didn't they watch you play or something? What kind of friends is this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good friends watch you play. Man. Yeah, and like, <laughs> can I can I try now? Can I try now? <laughs> no, it's my birthday. <laughs> you wait in line. <laughs> yeah. So I I am actually quite interested because my whole life, like, I was very into rare, and then they kind of my last real experience of rare. I have to say. I played the N64, N64 Donkey Kong. N64. Well, yeah, that was good. Donkey wasn't Kong, it? and that was fine. Donkey Kong it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. as good as the other ones, but I had no problems with it. And then that was it. Okay. For mm. me, that was the oh, end of so, Rare for me. So when um, the sequel to Perfect Dark was announced for the Xbox 360, that made me buy an Xbox 360 wow, okay, on on release day. Okay. Played Perfect Dark, obviously. Didn't enjoy it. So I see on the... Just having the Wikipedia page open, I see they released only a single game for the Nintendo GameCube. That was uh, Star Fox. And Which one? It wasn't, the, it wasn't the platformer. That was uh, Star Fox Adventures. Was it Adventures? Star Fox Adventures. Yes. Wasn't that for the N64 as well? No, no, no. Uh, that was for GameCube. was it a different game? Because I had... No, yeah. I remember playing that game. I had that game. Yeah. Uh, that was a... They tried something different with that one, and they tried to make it like a Mario platformer. Well, that game started as something else. It was called Dinosaur Planet or something. And then Nintendo um, found this um, gap in the releases Mm -hmm. and basically convinced them to change it into a Star Fox game. Interesting. It wasn't a Star Fox game when it started development. Do you remember a... I've just remembered um, after Banjo-Kazooie, before Star Fox Adventures, there was another game they released on the N64, which was like another platformer. It was a massive failure, but it had so much hype when it was released on the N64 because it was a rare game, because it was the next rare game. And it was like... A was it the Conker's Third Day? No, no, no. no. It was, um, that was a good popular game. That, that, Conker's Bad Third Day. I have never played it. It Did was almost Conker's like... Conker's Bad Third Day. Jet Force Gemini? Oh, yeah, that was the one, another one. I think it was. That was like a shooter. Was it like blue? Do you have a picture of it? Like, it's like a. There's like two people and they're like in spacesuits or something. Like one blue, one red. Sounds like this, yeah. Yeah, I remember it got released and it tanked. Absolutely right. Yeah, and it completely tanked, and that felt like the beginning of Rare was becoming a bit disappointing because before that they were like whatever they touched was gold. You know, Goldeneye, Donkey Kong, everything. Every every time they released something, it felt Mm. it was like. Nintendo and Rare side by side releasing classic classic games and that was like the first overhyped game that they oh, okay. released. But I wouldn't say that's the pivotal moment because Perfect Dark is after this. Is it? Yeah, 19... Perfect Dark is 2000? Could it... I think is Perfect Dark didn't do that well. Okay, Jet Force Gemini is 99. Then the same year they have Donkey Kong 64, uh, Mickey's Racing Adventure. <laughs> 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 uh, Perfect Dark and... Um, yeah, then they still also release uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day, at, like right at the end of the N64. Because yeah. I have friends, I have one friend, Christoph, love love the man, but he 
defends Bad Fur Day to like he, he I think he would debatably say it's the best platformer ever. Oh, but it, it seems to have Bad a very like so Bad Fur Day yeah. had like a more mature audience, right? Like it was a, yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah. tone. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was like agreed on being. I thought that the world agreed that that's a good game. I think, well, I've never uh, played I think, it. And I it think it did. I think but it sold bad, I think, because yeah, it was like exactly. too late in the generation sure. of 64. Like, and they didn't know how to sell it. Really. Yeah, yeah, like it didn't get like the marketing push. And okay. Also, Nintendo was kind of embarrassed by it because it was uh, full it's of curses. Yeah, it's like it wasn't, it's not, it wasn't not kids friendly. Yeah, like it was probably too uh, unconventional for like Nintendo's yeah. usual. Okay. Um, uh, have you guys played the, the first game they developed for the N64? It was called Blast Corps. Yes. Do you remember Blast Corps? Wow. I've, I haven't seen... Wow. I've played a lot of Blast Corps. Yes. And I haven't seen that mechanic since. All Blow up about it. I, did, I did not play it. I'm so you have... Basically, the concept is there's a truck carrying a missile okay. approaching a city. And then you use vehicles or robots or whatever to just destroy all the things in his path mm-hmm. so it doesn't hit anything. So the, bomb, so the bomb doesn't explode. It sounds familiar. Maybe I've seen this game. I can't... Because I, I actually completely forgot about that mechanic and I just thought it was fucking crush everything in the level. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, yeah, blow yeah. up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the graphics Again, were... Again, playing against time as well. Mm, graphics were, yeah. Pretty dodgy. Well, but houses were boxes. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a great I have, game. I have fond Very interesting of a game. game. Yeah. Um, also, I have to remember, Perfect Dark, Rare's also, I think one of Rare's key things that always kept them so fresh was they always, like you were saying, they always introduced new aspects. And I remember Perfect Dark's main thing, everything else, you know, was, fa- was fine, but in the multiplayer, they did, they did AIs. Oh, yeah. You could and that was incredible. Yeah. I remember just... Yeah, like it was insane. In per- perfection for me, really. And you could team up as well. So you could play you and your buddies against it. So it was the first uh, horde yes, mode. Yes, definitely. Maybe. Yeah. At least one very early example. I guess Counter-Strike yeah. would have been at the same era. We all could play with bots, but I'm not sure how they compare. I've played Perfect Dark. at the same year? Fuck. Yeah, Maybe. Ni- like yeah, 99. Yeah. Isn't that the release of uh, Counter-Strike? Mm, yeah. Two- 99 or 2000? Oh, well, I picked, up way- I picked it up way later, probably. Yeah, yeah. and I think Same. it's uh, 99. So it would be oh, like a very similar time. So uh, anyway, uh, please tell me the fate of Rare. The, so, you know. okay, uh, the events goes as follows, like N64 and they, as I said, they made only one game for the GameCube, so surely that's already a sign of something's going down. Mm-hmm. And then they get bought up by Microsoft, which from the outside, that seems like a key event, but it doesn't... So when you read through the history, like lots of key employees like leave... Uh, earlier around on. this year, earlier than this as well, okay. and also not even it's not hard even to all har- at the same time. It's hard to pinpoint though because you have, still have a ton of people to this date that has been there since the late eighties. Oh, really? Yeah, and they are still there and like in key roles. So, and they're a reasonably big company. So you would have thought it takes quite a lot to completely change the dynamic of the company. Like mm-hmm. a significant amount of people would have to leave. Mm-hmm. I think there were maybe two or three exits of key yeah. people. And usually the people that were leaving were taking the teams with them. Sure. So that happened even before, even with, yeah. within the N64, like Perfect Dark, for example. Yeah. That was uh, started by, I don't remember his name, uh, a team that left and then the brothers came in and finished the games themselves. Okay. So you had that. Because you, you can say that 
how many people would need to leave before it would downfall. But we can you can always call up uh, talk about Call of Duty and all that happened with them with that key Infinity Ward. Uh, Infinity Ward, yes. Yeah. Were they the first? Were they the first? No, they had, they, they had the Modern Warfare series, basically. Yeah, and then one guy, key guy, left, and that changed everything. So really, it might not need many people to leave before. You Perhaps know, not. And key then influences. Also, like some years after the so Microsoft's acquisition was two thousand two or mm-hmm. something like that, and then four or five years later, the founders, the Stamper Brothers, both leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> Stamper Brothers. Famously were secretive, like they mm-hmm. almost never give any interviews. But they, like, I read one interview. So one of them uh, got like a developer legend prize, and that was like ten years like after leaving or something. Okay. And uh, he had like only positive to say about Microsoft. He said like Microsoft, like for better or worse, didn't like influence them, like in like in a negative way. Like he mm-hmm. said, uh, and he said also that he was surprised that Nintendo never bought them because I thought he said that like he thought they were a good fit and he was surprised that Nintendo never yeah. like acquired them. I suppose at that time, you kind of think about how where Nintendo was at in terms of their own mm-hmm. kind of development life life. Ninten- Nintendo suffered like massively from yeah, this. At that uh, point, like, yeah. This was like a hard hit for Nintendo as well, right? Well, like this is yeah. their main like second party developer, like isn't it? Who else? Well, it used to be at least, yeah. Yeah. Well, the N sixty four didn't do well, right? Did N sixty four did well? The N sixty four did very well in terms of like uh, reviews and people loving it, but in terms of sales, did N- Ra- Nintendo did lost money on it. Okay, Diddy Kong Racing was the fastest selling video game when it came out at the time. Guinness. I, mean, I think good record. good games like GoldenEye, for example, N64. every N sixty four owner was was so the numbers were quite high. But in terms of Nintendo making money on the console, I think Nintendo is considered uh, the N sixty four is considered like. An, a failure almost. But then what is the GameCube? Because that surely even, must have tanked even, massively. Even worse. Yeah, then yeah. they just peaked again with the Wii. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I suppose on the, in the N64 era as well, I remember reading so much about... Uh, they had the, like... It wasn't called the DS, but you know, there was a bit that you could stick on the bottom that made you create levels. That was for like which, a thing. For which console? For the sorry. N64. It was, like, specifically designed to fit on the bottom. It was as big as the original N64. All right. Um, but I remember reading it in magazines when I was young, and it would be like a level creator, uh, amplify all your old games and de- develop levels on all your games sort of thing. And that kind of tanked. And then you remember the uh, memory extension. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I remember you, the memory you had to, you memory had pack. pack. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. You had to have it to play Donkey Kong 64, for example. Yeah, and it enhanced other games, which was... A big thing as well, but they might have invested stuff that didn't really succeed, um, so they were losing money as well from that. Yeah. So, um, well, n- n- nonetheless, they could have easily acquired them because they already owned Ford nine percent, and like for whatever it, reason they didn't, and then yeah. Microsoft stepped stepped in and offered three hundred and forty something million. Yeah, they became like filthy rich and like. <laughs> Deservedly so, I would say. Like mm-hmm. they are, mm. um, but then the games they make, like after the Microsoft acquisition, sort of takes a turn into. So, since like from that on, like they were like owned by Microsoft, so they would be like a full on like uh, second party. Yeah, part, I think they're still called a second party okay. developer though, because because they're a different company still. They still have the rare name, but uh, they made 
so Microsoft might have like steered what they wanted to sell, right? So Microsoft, a few years later, released their brand new hardware device, the Kinect. Uh, Rare seems to have a focus on Kinect games. Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they did uh, sports. Uh, right? Yeah, and like um, a few other Kinect things as well. Uh, yeah, sports, um, sports season two. And they also, like you said last episode, they did uh, some UI stuff, right? Like some UI yeah, characters. like avatar costumes, things um, like that. How were they called? Yeah, the, the yeah, rare, just rare, rare? No, rare, rare. Rareware, that sounds rare, right. Yeah. But and it then, sounds, it sounds yeah. like they mixed with a bad crowd, so to speak. Well, that's... Um, maybe From the outside, bit, it yeah. might be a bit unfair to say that for Microsoft, because when, when they acquired them... You know, Microsoft was... An inexperienced studio at the time. Yeah, so this is like they acquired them like right at the time when the first Xbox came out. Then roughly, when did yeah. the first Xbox come out? Like early two thousand. Yeah, the same. Just early two thousand. Yeah, so the same time as the PlayStation Two came out or yes. thereabouts. Yes. So yeah. this was like. And the thing is, if you move from Microsoft side, it seems to like very good. Like for them, it was perfect. Yeah. But then I think I think what it comes down to was that. Rare and Nintendo had this creative partnership, mm-hmm. however you mm-hmm. call it, where, exactly. where Nintendo is actually was hands-on with the games. And, you know, obviously with their experiences, they were helping the games for them to yeah. be better. Yeah. And then Microsoft didn't have that, at least at first. So the studio may have struggled a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm placing too much more at too much of a, a affinity to Rare. And because I, I, I'm more yeah. thinking that like I'm looking at Microsoft as being, well, maybe they didn't, maybe they treated them like they were just like part of them, like do this now, do like yeah. Avatar. Costumes. I don't think it's what like, happened. Go and do that. If you if you start reading, um, and they had some like early on, they had the Viva Pinata. They had like they attempted to be like create their own IPs, right? Mm-hmm. Like for the Xbox as well. Um, have any of you guys played that like Viva Pinata? No, because yeah. that sounds like a typical rare game to me so they were trying to <laughs> it is it is actually a typical rare yeah. thing well what i was going to say is that if you read the um, um what changed when microsoft like started taking on to the studio mm-hmm. it's actually quite positive things like yeah. like they let them listen to music while working <laughs> or, or now they could free to talk about the games they were working on between them you know it, it seemed like nintendo was running a really tight ship All right. before Okay, because I suppose with a like more Japanese um, kind of work ethic, work ethic maybe. Yeah. And Possibly. when Microsoft acquired them, you know they kind of well living conditions and working conditions may have mm. come a little bit better. Here's a question: when I when I look at Rare, I I see them doing things separately from Nintendo and together with, collaboratively with Nintendo. And when I think of Goldeneye, I think that's Rare's mm-hmm. own thing. They yeah. did that without Nintendo, or Nintendo were going to like have it for the N64, but Rare made that on their own back. Yeah, that seems like a... And then when you think of like Donkey Kong, you're like, they work together or with Banjo Nintendo. Kanzui. So when you're talking about, like, I'm now beginning to feel like, did they have more input to Goldeneye than... Like, maybe, I, maybe Nintendo came in and were like, you should try this or try that, or... Like how much influence did they have on Goldeneye? It's hard to tell. Yeah. I think it's. I think Nintendo did have a say. It's still a rare game. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. But you know, once they w- they used to have maybe that five percent influence and like steering, then they lost that, and 
combine that with losing people and other reasons, they produced some bad games. Yeah, and then like I think the Kinect thing is like a testament because like the week we're recording this, mm-hmm. Microsoft officially stopped manufacturing Kinect. Yeah, like the device Kinect. So mm. that kind of links to being involved in like a bad yeah got phase. Talking about so a thing I regret buying, by the way, Kinect. the Kinect. I, re- I well, I did I buy it, but one of my flatmates had it. The Kinect, for better or worse, is like is, has played an important role in like the technological evolution of things. True, depth sensing camera, like groundbreaking things, and Apple is just about to release an iPhone X. Yeah, they with the re- exact same technology, basically. They keep referring uh, to the Kinect. Yeah, yeah like how that, close is it? Is it actually technology invented for the Kinect? I didn't, I didn't, just... I didn't see the keynote presentation, oh. but the Kinect works as a depth sensing camera. It is based on what's known as a structured light, if I remember correct. So mm-hmm. basically, it has a tiny projector next to the lens that uh, projects dots, infrared, only visible infrared light. Cameras pick up infrared, the human eye don't. And based on that, they can send, like, I guess they have two cameras. So a stereo camera on structured light mm-hmm. gives you a 3d representation and that's basically exactly what the iphone x has and for gaming eh. yeah, in, in, <laughs> never really became significant in retrospect now you thinking what were they thinking right who which gamer actually would want to exercise at the same time as playing games yeah same thing could be said about the nintendo v but at least it was a cheaper device i i always yeah. I always yeah. found that in that that it only re- it only became useful because I was actually probably one of the only people in the well maybe not but I used the Wii Fit I did. a lot. Oh, okay, like I genuinely used it and really and and like used it as my point of reference for losing weight or exercise and everything okay. else. I I did exa- and you had like daily routines like right. Well, it clearly didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Just so, to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly you sold your Nintendo. Like it looks pretty nice. I I'm I'm not. I'm Looking disgusting. <laughs> he but can't look at not. me. He's not looking at me right <laughs> now. He can't look at me. <laughs> um Where do we go on from there then? Do we? Um, <laughs> well yeah, so there was a ge- oh, yeah, uh, Microsoft. Yeah. So okay, what happened so, to Rare? Okay. Yeah, so what happened to Rare? What is Rare <laughs> up to these days? Um they're currently developing a game called Sea of Thieves. Any of you guys seen anything from that? I, I think, think it, I know you and I both seen the same video of the gameplay footage. Yeah, a bunch of developers playing against yeah. real people. It was a bit awkward the presentation. Is but that like, the one yeah, where they, they just start fuck on the ship them over and, and they steal the treasure? Yeah, or they start on the ship and they. So the game is about collecting loot. It seems like it's kind of like a open world capture the flag game to me in a way. The basic well, game. Why do you com- say capture the flag? Because you need to. Well, the flag loot. is like boot, like like any loot, b- loot. Yeah, there's like so you go on islands and undersea and like look okay. for treasure, and then other. So like, but it's uh, pirates. It's yeah, you, and it's like a shared world, like multiplayer game. So you meet other groups of pirates. And you I have, have, I have you to say, have a party, right? Yeah. You and your yeah. party have a ship and just sail around. Because I have to say, I have an extensive knowledge of pirate games. Okay, like. And bizarrely, like, you did. You did I remember you did mention in the first episode um, about the um, Pirates of the Caribbean game that was yes. um, and the right. Sea Dogs game, yeah. which was the origin of what you're seeing now is Sea Dogs. Yeah. Did you play a lot of uh, Black Flag, for example? No, but my brother did, okay. and I watched him play a lot. And it's everything is it's kind of weird because everything 
if you play, just please play Sea Dogs for like 10 minutes because everything in Sea Dogs is everything you're still seeing now. Nothing has changed. Okay. Graphically, maybe. Maybe additional things like in Black Flag, you can go fishing for whales right. and things like that. But it's still. That was there before. Yeah. In another. Yeah. And now, and now I get really confused because I remember, it, was it this three, uh, this E3 that there was like two pirate games? Wasn't there? This one. And there was another one. Quite possibly. Where one was more realistic and one was like you can jump into your cannon and fire off. Yeah. It, this one, this, this one, this one, one, you can jump into the cannon. Like it's like that's it's a very one. cartoony right, okay. physics, sure. and also there's like FPS elements. There's like undead skeletons. He was shooting them. I remember seeing that, and it's also it's, it's on the Unreal Engine as well. I noticed. Is it? Yeah. It looks kind of okay. I yeah, guess. it has this like sort of toony, cartoony graphics. But when is it okay. out? Do you know when it's it, out? It is uh, planned for 2018 for Xbox and Windows. Okay. So it's exclusive to like Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah. Um, I think it's it's been hyped up. Is it? I think a little so. bit, yeah, possibly. Rare has a very like strong following, by the way, because like when I go on the Wikipedia page, scroll all the way down to the references. Yeah. Wikipedia actually is main reference on many of the facts they have is this other like Rarepedia, like a fan made mm. like wow. encyclopedia about Rare, okay. where there's like profiles for key employees and stuff, and you can click on them and read about like wow, it's like really detailed and in sense. depth. Um, about I'd say this about the Sea of Thieves. It does feel like the first rare game in quite a while. Yeah, definitely. it feels a bit original. It seems like they're having fun okay. making it. Mm. Considering, like, especially now looking at list, like, do you remember what the last game they actually released was? Which is a bit sad. <laughs> no, no, it is called Rare Replay. It's like their 30th anniversary yeah. collection of games they made. Oh no, that seems like again. that's like a best of album. That's like never a good sign for yeah. a band, is it? Like, oh, you know what's <laughs> also sad? This game actually wanted, uh, made me want to buy the Xbox One. That's the only <laughs> yeah. game yeah. <laughs> that made me want to buy When you Xbox. said that, I just thought of Sega. May they rest in peace. Yeah. But the thing with this, <laughs> that was like the replay collection as well. The games included there is like GoldenEye is not on there. Blast Corps is. Yeah. Uh, Donkey, Kong, oh. Donkey Kong is not on there. So there's like a bunch of the games that I really like isn't on there. So Because I guess what they don't own the IPs. Perfect Dark, um, sorry, Perfect Dark is on it. GoldenEye isn't. Yeah. Are these like remastered or just plain? I think they're uh, HD. Yeah, okay. probably. Do you want me to go quickly go through the list of yes, please. Games? Okay. Yes, please. Jetpack, <laughs> Lunar Jetman, okay. Attic Attack, Saberwolf, yes. Underworld, no. Nightlore, Gunfight, no. Slalom, RC Pro AM, Cobra uh, Triangle, Snake Rattle and Roll, please. Solar Jetman, Digger T-Rock, Battletoads, RC Pro M, two, Battletoads Arcade, yes. Killer Instinct Gold, Blast Corps. Oh, yeah, they, oh. Did, they did Killer Instinct. Shit, Killer Instinct. Wow. That, do you know what? Rare, better, rewind. Better. Rare deserve a shit ton of credit. Is Killer Instinct better than Molten Combat? No, but Rare, but Rare created Ultra Combos, insanely long length combos. Did they? Killer Instinct was the first one where you could do ultras, which were like 89 hit combos. And I remember watching Games Master and people, you know how they had like challenges? Like, oh, we're going to put this guy in front of this game and they have to try and get like the highest of this. Well, I remember they did that for combos, like the amount of combos you can do. So you know what? Rare deserve a shit ton of credit because they have re- <laughs> they basically laid the, the foundations for like a lot of genres. Yeah, yeah, of Like beat-em-ups. Yeah. 
FPS. Like long length FPS. FPSs. Console FPS at least. Platform Platformers. Platformers. Yeah. Yeah, we insane. really did and, a lot. And now maybe MMOs. Kinex Games. Woo! <laughs> 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 you know what? The one thing I actually did have a Kinect. I yeah. regret buying the Kinect, by the way. Uh, I did have Kinect Sports. And that was during uh, my uni years in Greece. Yeah. During exam year, exam time, we were going home, doing a bit of studying, and then playing bowling on the Kinect. <laughs> Bowling. Bowling. Should, on the Kinect. Yeah, yeah. Not on the Wii. On the Kinect. <laughs> wow. Should yeah, I bet you, you were get, thinking about you, the, you the Wii, weren't you? Whole movement. I bet you were thinking about the Wii, whole though. Movement. No, I didn't. <laughs> Bo- better <laughs> graphics, mate. I remember, like, derailing to the Wii Sports stuff with bowling on Wii Sports. When you found out you could exploit, you didn't need to swing. You could just stab. <laughs> and everyone's more precise when it stabs. So like, <laughs> straight yeah, had, into the... I had a really weird one. It was like, I, you know, like you bowl Motion like Plus. No, 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 but I had, like... You bowl like this in real life. Yeah. But I bowled like, I had this weird Flick r- invert twist. Could you give it a spin? That was perfect. Nice. That's the thing with the Kinect. You could actually do this and it was giving a spin. Right, okay. It's right. cool, man. Should I? <laughs> so, so just to finish the list that I was going through. So uh, Killer Instinct Gold, Blast Corps, Banjo-Kazooie, Jet Force Gemini, yep. Perfect Dark, Banjo-Tooie, Conquers Bad Fur Day, mm-hmm. Grabbed by the Ghouls. Right, Cameo, Perfect Dark Zero, Viva Piñata, Jetpack Remastered, Viva Piñata, Trouble in Paradise, Bandekasui, Nuts and Bolts. Because I'm sure I've <sighs> read that Nuts and Bolts is terrible. Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts is bad. And really bad. What about that Kickstarter game some of the old Rare people did? It was called... Oh. Uh, was it a Banjo yeah, game? Yeah, with a crocodile character thing. No, 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 sorry. Mm. Because that w- that turned out to be pretty bad, I remember. Because it's, it's interesting. Even Ola saying that, you can like picture it in your head. Even when you were saying that list of games, you were like a graph of success, uh, and uk- then ukulele. a graph going down. Ukulele, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, although it's avoiding oh. the it's a, this um, collection is avoiding the Nintendo. Yeah, franchises, the things, right? things they don't have the IP for. Yeah. Like sure. They don't own. Don't right. own so they don't own. Obviously, go, not own James Bond. Wasn't it? Goldeneye, that was a good film so as well. There was a, <laughs> but there was a remake for Ingrid Ingrid James. James. Oh, <laughs> there was a rem- there was a remaster of Goldeneye for one of the Nintendo consoles, right? And then they actually it wasn't uh, Pierce Brosnan anymore, was it? They changed the face, right. which was always yeah, peculiar yeah, to yeah, me. It's yeah, like yeah. so they don't for have the, the rights for Pierce Brosnan's face anymore. <laughs> I remember that actually. It was Daniel I, Craig, wasn't it, in the remake? Like, no, I thought it was on the PS2. And you're it right. Was, Maybe it was Daniel Craig. I think they remade it like for. Really? It was for the Wii or the Wii U. They remade Goldeneye. I really wanted to play that game, but I didn't. And uh, they had to change his face. And they had to recreate all the classic uh, missions, missions as oh, well, like missions. the dam. Remember the dam mission? Yeah. How amazing that was when you first played it. The toilet. Yeah. You had to like kill him on his head with a silencer. That was amazing. You know, there were so many levels to Goldeneye as well. As in, like, you know when you end the, the level and it shows you that end cinematic thing oh yeah mm-hmm. and you could like lay mines in the background so that when characters came in they would like die <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many layers of do playability me- do you remember what else uh, the um the carriage the train carriage we had the watch with yeah. a laser you had to yeah. escape they did a really good job with level design yeah. Yeah. the library Remember yeah, the library? library i don't remember yeah like uh that was uh and then you get the tank right before the tank oh yeah yeah Right. Oh, does anyone know the secret way of completing the tank level? Like each, how, what you do to like 
always guarantee that you get to the end? No. Always go left, mate. <laughs> always turn left. And you just reach the end of the level. Yeah. Hmm. That's the same way you get out of a maze, isn't it? Just stick to Is one. It? Yeah, I think. Yeah, like think you choose so. left or right <laughs> and never yeah. change. Like eventually yeah. have to, like by the nature of how a maze maybe works, it's not just, maybe that's it then. Out. Yeah, maybe that's an ancient rule rather than a golden eye rule. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, have you gone full circle? I don't know. So the end. Okay. So the end of rare. Well, is well not the end yeah. of well, rare, there is but no. they, rare is still there still they're on. still trying do you know how they have a bonsai tree uh, planted g- given by Miyamoto himself oh. planted outside their office wow how amazing is that I'm, also, I'm surprised I, Steve Ballmer didn't burn it down <laughs> <laughs> I, I have an interesting question from my own personal point of view maybe not from you two guys but I left rare and kind of went away and played more games and we've become distant friends and uh and now I'm feeling like you're talking about this new game, but yeah. I have no, because it's rare, I'm not like, I want to play this game because it's rare. Mm-hmm. And I'm now feeling that rare's more like a distant cousin, mm. that yeah. I, I'm like an uncomfortable relative to them, that I can never rekindle that but, young uh, joy that I have. Are you happy at the same time that you got to experience it, right? Oh yeah, you of course. This, like, Jesus, this like warm, yeah. warm feeling in your heart. That'll never leave, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Well, I have um, I have high hopes about yeah, the new I, game. I, and I wish I, them I hope it's good. best of success. I don't. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, should we briefly mention, because okay, the Stamper Brothers, uh, when they left, they are now, what like, economically, like, involved in one of the brothers, like, has a son who started a mobile gaming company. So, they are still, maybe they come up with something new. I don't know, like, if they're motivated enough to like, how how old are they now? Fifty, like fifties. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're still. I mean, they they were somewhat re- involved they, in gaming. They were renowned for working working very late hours, as in like twelve hour days. Yeah, and they, and they were doing like hands on like work on the games as well, like programming mm. and art. Stuff yeah. And so the guys are legends, right? There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And they single not single handed, but they you know they changed the industry. Played a, key role in the history of games i think they i think they were part of a time when and you can say this about a lot of things where the internet wasn't it wasn't it everything was more like uh you read it through magazines and word Mm -hmm. of mouth yeah and in that generation they were they were red hot because everyone knew about rare but now maybe because of all the information we have in the world they absorb into the other hundreds and thousands of companies that release games, so they're kind of lost. And obviously we have new generations that don't have our sort of focused... Nostalgic look at it Yeah, nostalgic look, or focused, limited companies that provide us with games. Now we have shit tons. Mm. They're lost. Yeah, it's a sea out there now of uh, Um, different alternatives for more narrow tastes. It's, It's like with every cultural... Sure. thing though like tv shows as well like yeah. streaming changed like you know it was easier when everyone had like less tv channels yeah. to watch and you could talk around the water cooler about the latest episode that everyone saw at the same time mm-hmm. but to be, to be yeah. honest they they they've what we've, we've been discussing they've changed a shit ton of genres yeah. and mm-hmm. they've influenced yeah. a hell of a lot of genres and they've contributed that's changed the landscape of gaming really yeah. isn't it so Absolutely. Yeah, so well done. Uh, wish them best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we move on then in the next segment where we're doing our top three? 
We haven't said what the top three is about this week, have we? We haven't. No. So the top three is uh, top three games or game-related things that we regret buying for whatever reason. Okay. So we'll be back after a short break. Increase anger. There's uh, Phil is already steaming with anger. Um, yeah. So we're covering games that we really regret buying or gaming related things that we invested in somehow that we yeah. rather didn't. In hindsight, things that pisses us off that we just <laughs> yeah bought okay. them. For, for like whatever reason could be yeah. Well, oh, no further ado, you can start, Phil. Oh, uh, so basically, when I was when I back in my previous life as being a chef, yeah, I had. A lot of money days. to waste. <laughs> that was when stuff. you all, that was Did when you? you almost bought a jet ski, right? Yes, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Did we speak about that on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to no. mention it every time I have a no. chance. Anyway, that's a brilliant story. Can you can you please elab- elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah, derail, tiny derail. Just well, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so basically, I was I was young. That's always a good start. Uh, I was young. I was living with my parents, and I had a so steady I did, income. So of money. I had no rent. I didn't have to pay for food. Yeah. I um I was working ridiculous hours as a chef by per hour. I got crap crap weight crap um hourly wage. Yeah. But I was working loads of hours. <laughs> so lots know, of money to spend. I had a lot of money to spend. <laughs> so I all I would do and Cornwall's a very boring place, believe it or not, when you're there all the time, especially in the winter, it's the most boring place on earth. Yeah. So how like, old were you? When you say young, you mean like 18? 18, 19. Okay. Um, so I would just invent things to do, and th- and money had no meaning to me. Like, <laughs> it didn't, I wasn't going to get a house. Like, yeah. you're, you're so young, you don't even think about shit like that. You just think about the next two weeks or whatever. So originally I bought, I, can, I have bought, I bought a surfboard, but you could say that's, yeah, that's fair fine. enough. It's not, I bought a pool table. Nice. But a proper American style slate bed. How much table. was it? That was two hundred and fifty pounds. It was wow. the only one in Cornwall. What do you mean? What do you mean the only one it, in Cornwall? It just reminds me of the like you know car people always like say yeah there's only like five of this in the world and then like one of them is like this one. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Then? Is how, do, no, how do you know that? Because okay, because, there was no pool table in Cornwall. Slate beds. Oh, sorry, you know, I, like, what is a slate bed? Sorry. So you can buy a pool table yeah. and they're like crappy. You can buy them from Argos, yeah, for example. Sure. But they're just rickety yeah. like tables that wobble, all the balls move around. Like cheap construction. Yeah, but yeah. when you think of a proper, proper Is it like table, the gold standard? Pub, pub pool table. Oh, yeah. Okay. So pub pool tables, the difference are they have slate beds. So the slate bed is the... It's not like so. These crappy ones in Argos are just pure wood. Yeah. But these slate beds are like perfectly level. They're weighted. Okay. They're like the, the the slate alone is half a ton. Okay. Without everything else. Right. Are we derailing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the jet ski. I'm, the jet ski. No, no, I'm getting that. I'm getting to the jet ski. Okay. So, so what you asked about it, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Just going for it. Um, so, hold on, hold on. But you had the only pool table. Of this, particular, of, of this particular type. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. is the good type. Yeah, yeah. So was, no it, pub it, had a good type it was of... An American, no, it was an American-style pool table. Uh, the difference is pocket sizes. 
Okay. Okay. Um, but I we we ser- my parents searched for it for a year, and we went to so many play people's houses, and we were like, oh, they they everyone would say they had like authentic pool tables, and they were just like crappy wooden ones, mm. and we found one. And it was like had a massive tear in it, so I'd spend another two hundred pounds to fully Fixing. refurbish it. Right. Okay, with proper cloth and everything. Anyway, expensive buy there. And then I bought. I was very close to buying a trampoline. <laughs> I had a trampoline. Nice. Lucky bastard. Um, Me and my sister. Like, I'm gonna say it won. again. I wish we shared our childhoods. <laughs> you had like, you had like <laughs> motorbikes and like trampolines. You seem to be playing outside a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did say I was an indoor kid in the previous episode. <laughs> and also you did uh, trade your your vehicle uh, for an Nintendo <laughs> It's beautiful. But yeah, so you almost... You so I was scaling up. I was I was getting more and more bored. Yeah. And uh, my last endeavor was I successfully saved 10 grand. Nice. Which should be like, fuck me. You've had 10 yeah. grand and I was 20. I, I don't what know the how hell that... do you do with that? So I I was, I, even now, I don't know how much that money looks like. Yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> but so I was sitting there, and my I knew my friend had a powerboat, and I a second-hand powerboat, and I was like, "How much does this cost?" And he was like, "About nine and a half grand." And I was like, "Okay, so I can afford a powerboat." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna," you know, I was in Cornwall, seaside county, jet ski. Yeah, which was was it cheaper than a powerboat? Uh, it's about the same. Okay, um, but then my friends convinced me not to because they were like, "Who are you going to hang out with?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to have to buy more than one jet ski to Just hang out with people. <laughs> and there's nowhere to like all the all the ports in Cornwall. A lot of them ban jet skis, so I'm like, I can't. I couldn't drive at this point either, so I can't drive the jet ski anywhere. I would have just bought a jet ski and it would have gathered dust in my parents' garage. <laughs> I'm going to also derail linked to this because I almost did a similarly bad buy. So I live next to a river and there's a bridge over it. You can jump off the bridge. I mean, like, you had a river? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember this thing called the blob? It's like this water toy. It's like an inflated like sausage, basically massive, like partly inflated with air. You have a couple of guys like laying on it at one end, and then oh, there, you jump, jump on the other end, and you yeah. propel right. them up in the air. Like that's amazing. I was very close to buying that thing. Like, <laughs> How much is that? I can't it, much. it was like a few hundred, and you had to like sort of import it from like I was on like Alibaba, you know, the Asian import site. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And it's like, but did you have like Norwegian a- summer lasts a month? <laughs> like <laughs> that river is covered in ice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but did you have like an elevated place you could jump from? From the bridge? Yeah. Was it? Per- it was perfect. Then. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like like a good six meter drop from the bridge <laughs> onto the probably really dangerous. <laughs> Didn't buy it, but anyway, okay. Let's do start with the top three. <laughs> so you had a lot of money. So I had a lot of disposable income, and um, every couple of weeks I would go down to my local game store in Truro, and I would buy a GameCube game. Mm-hmm. And I bought a GameCube game every two weeks. I had a lot. I had wow. like maybe thirty-five, forty GameCube games at the end. Wow. And when you think about it, I was paying full whack sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, like between yeah. 40 to 60 That's an insanely impressive game. collection of games for Which any is, console. Do you yeah. still have them? No, they slowly dwindled and like some remain and some have, was given to mates and some got sold and whatever. Yeah. But I remember one game <laughs> that I bought that I was so 
wholeheartedly wanted to be successful and it was terrible. We've already talked about the company that has touched this. I played, um, I bought Star Fox Assault okay. on the GameCube. And it and this the interesting thing is this was the first Star Fox that wasn't uh, that another company took over and it was Konami. Okay, they took over this this uh, game franchise away from you know it was rare it was rare wasn't it I'm not talking now they no, they no. made a Star Fox Adventures for a GameCube at least mm, that I remember okay. from the list. But. Well, it may might have been a pure Nintendo development before that, but anyway. This was the the first game that another company was taking it on, and it was catastrophically poor. <laughs> it, the thing is, it was exactly the same game, you know, like Lilac Wars. Lilac Wars was like mind blowing, and you played it, and you were so I was so highly desperate for it to be good. And it's like you refuse to accept it. You like play level one and you were like, oh, maybe I'll play level two. <laughs> you were in denial. <laughs> I was in complete denial. And I got to the end of it and I was like, there's nothing for me anymore. Like before the Lilac Wars, were, you, there were there were like the hit things. You remember the Lilac Wars where you could like do special combos and it was all about getting like a total hit counter. But sorry, just that to, was the thing. Did you say you actually finished the game? Of course. Oh, wow. Like he bought it, yeah. Yeah, like... Okay. I mean, this was, to- this was you- the time when I had nothing but to play the game. So. Yeah, okay. Well, that was still... You had the internet, right? You could check reviews and everything. People were saying that it was a bad game and you still internet, bought it. But I... It, it was a very... I still feel like I was back in the ye olde but, but, time. But I guess if you buy games every two weeks, like yeah, you don't care, 35 games, not all of them are going to be great. So and in, in this case... Know. Hype levels were off the roof, I suppose. You mean, it's a new... This was the game I bought. I bought Star Fox Adventures and thought it was fine, but... It was okay. The annoying thing was it never had any of the space combat. There was a... The last boss was space combat, but it was like... Wasn't part of the game. And Mm. that was very infuriating. So this was the game after where they were like... It's like Lilac Wars, but like remastered kind of thing. Finally. There's no way I can't... Like, this is gold... And it had no soul. It's so <laughs> weird to play a game that has no inherent... Like, you, you just think, it's Lilac Wars. Just make Lilac Wars. Keep all the same levels. Just make it look better. And you've got a bestseller. And it's like, you fucked it. Like, even this is... Has, it's, just, it's just like... It felt like people who just didn't know what the hell to do with the yeah, game. Yeah, they were just like... I think... Um, well, this is the first game we talk about. But I think the fact that it is part of a franchise... That's also a common denominator for two of my picks. Uh, that like they yeah, because we have we have a certain set of expectations mm-hmm. when there's a franchise. Then I think the like the disappointment gets like yeah. infused by that. If it was a hyped standalone game, I think the anger probably would have been because you know the characters, you have certain expectations yeah. about how the game should play. But uh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Although what I wanted to say was that it's it's becoming harder and harder to get into that place because yeah. first i guess before maybe money had more value when we were a kid because you could only i mean when i was growing up i could only have one two three maybe four or five games a year yeah. so i really yeah. had to be picky now it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. and also with internet and everything you can get very quickly a sense of whether the game is yeah. good or bad 
the the annoying thing is that when everyone says it is a good game and the reviews are amazing and you buy it <laughs> on day one, you spend fucking 50 pounds and it's a fucking it's like a game that you don't like playing. But you th- yeah, yeah, that's well, you works could, well with the game I have on my list. For I, me, for yeah, me, too. Should, should I? Good. So my game that I have here is this probably the most controversial one. It's Metal Gear Solid Five. It's yeah. everyone knows it's a good game. Great reviews. Uh, Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. I bought this game about a year ago. Um, fucking excited! Like, yeah, remember? I haven't pl- I haven't been like a fanatic fan of Metal Gear Solid. Like, I l- played Metal Gear Solid One, Two enjoyed them a lot like one or two were amazing like stealth games like the gameplay like idea of like a good metal gear yeah felt like a good story as well but in hindsight i remember like maybe i didn't pay attention to the story before i didn't pay attention to the cutscenes. but anyway like metal gear solid 5 phantom pain your open opening prologue sequence you're in a hospital long cutscenes. you're already bored after like five minutes like okay Mm -hmm. get on get on let, let me Have the control in your hand, like it vibrates, trying to like, <laughs> Im- trying to, like be immersive. Can I say something about that? Yeah. Uh, it had an added interest for me because it's set in Cyprus and the people mm-hmm. speak Greek. Yeah. And surprisingly <laughs> enough, the Greek is fairly accurate and the okay. actors are probably real Greeks. Okay, well, okay. Anyway. bonus points, one, one <laughs> redeeming feature. So you're in this hospital. It's under, like, I already like trying to like, forget, but um, you're in this hospital. It's under attack. There's like, explosions and you are... You can't walk, basically, so you crawl. And you crawl down a hole. Keep crawling. You have to hold the stick forwards for it to happen. Like The thumb's aching. Yeah, you understand. Okay, I'm about to experience a highly scripted event. Yeah. Like, there's nothing at stake here. I just need to, like, hold forward to, like, get to the next scripted cutscene event. I'm not... I I can't die here. I just have to keep going. And it lasts for five, ten minutes. (laughs) But it feels like five hours. But in between, you have basically seconds of gameplay, really. Yeah, yeah, very. You make some like avatar choices and shit like that. And then, do I play you want the red bandana or the grey bandana? You make up your like. You make a face. Yeah, you make a face. Yeah, RP- because you already you've been injured. Like it's the story, right? Like, yeah, but it's weird. You, so RPG, you know, in an RPG fashion, you m- create your face, and then it does. It doesn't accept it, does it? And do you keep? You look in a mirror or something. You look in a mirror, but then you still play a snake. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never fully got that. Anyway, like the first <laughs> mission I remember, you're in the desert in Afghanistan on a horseback? You're yeah. On a horseback. You start, yeah. And it's like, okay, finally. Like, fuck, like this distracting shit. Like, now I can be like yeah. sneaky and like never be right. spotted. And to be honest, like that was actually quite all right. Like I did a couple of missions. But then there's like, there's this... uh uh fantasy element to it like where there's this ghosts basically that he sees like uh hallucinates or whatever with like sort of uh angels demons kind of things mm-hmm. and it's like oh, fuck this like yeah, yeah. why can't this game be more like splinter cell like i'm sorry <laughs> to all listeners now that I, like this game is like so popular but just focus on the gameplay because this isn't no. i haven't i don't know maybe the story ultimately pays off maybe it's a really good story maybe i'm But I don't have the patience for that shit. No, like, no, even and that- so early on, don't force me to like go through this. Like, show me what the game, show me the gameplay elements of the game rather than the cinematic. Like, like you said earlier in this very episode, like it, or did you say that off mic? But I don't know. But it, it's it great- is like it, it's trying to be a film, fails at that, and as a result, also fails to be a good game. 
exactly. end of story to me. Like, I regret it. Uh, now it's going to be free on the PS Network next month. Is that uh, the so case? It is, it is it now. Is. I, I mean, wouldn't I download it. it even if it was free. I, so I didn't pay for it. So that's why it doesn't make my list. I did play exactly to the point that you were. I think you've, it's just, it tries to be a film. It's a bad film. Yeah. It's, it has amazing mechanics, amazing graphics and shit. But at the end of it, it's so ridiculous yeah. that maybe for a 15-year-old, it will be fine. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old now. Yeah. Right? I appreciate good dialogue at least. Yeah. Please tell me, because I, I haven't played this game, but I feel like my housemate did play this game. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching him play it. And I remember, and p- this might be another Metal Gear, but I feel like it's not. And I found... What I found very amusing was that you could carry, like, an entire horse to eat. Like, your food was mm. unbelievable. Like, you kill a snake, you can oh. like you can eat animals, correct? Is that that, 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 but that's, that that's an older game. It might be in this game as well, but that's like the snake eater game as well. Like the I think that was it. Sorry. Like, so. This might be fair present. Enough. I never played far enough to, like, eat no, a horse. Think, okay. those, <laughs> those mechanics must have... They carried might, over yeah probably it's it, me- one mechanic I remember was like when you're on the boat the sort of like headquarters and you have like henchmen and stuff you can like deploy resources like in like um, I didn't go to, as far yeah so you could unlock like new technology and stuff you can right. like spend points That's, that seemed like it could be interesting but again seemed like a distraction and it's like okay so you're gonna serve me bullshit cutscenes and then I'm gonna have to deal with this just let me be sneaky yeah. and like walk around like I think that's hide. A, I think that's a thing. kill people as as game mechanic. I think it's good. It's just yeah. it's wrapped around this mythology of of a whatever that is, and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, uh, Should we? So so was, was in, in a similar fashion, yeah. a game I regret buying is the late the last Uncharted game. Uncharted. Oh 4. my god! Oh, 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 the 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 okay. Oh, no, the, okay. Oh really? Okay, the uh, not, not the not the one that just came out to sort of uh, add, added the. No, not the not the spin-off. Okay, because it was a spin-off. Apparently, was good. It's the actual ending to that franchise, the game, the follow-up to Last of Us, <laughs> Uncharted Four. And you know why I hated it? Because it's fucking boring. It's like you just kill endless rows of people. An average story. I mean, again. Same mistake. It's trying to be a film too much. But, but it's a better film, at least. Than it's a better film than Metal Gear, but yeah. it's a still worse film than Indiana Jones that it's trying so much to be. Yeah. It's trying to be more mature because of Last of Us. Mm-hmm. But still, it's trying to be mature. And at the same time, you have a character that just kills people for joy. Right. And it's like those repetitive uh, action sequences that I lost interest. Yeah. Like on the fifth episode or something. People... I can see where you're cons- coming from. People constantly tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, that I should keep playing. I probably will keep playing because I bought the damn thing. Yeah, but I there was a moment I really regretted buying this because it's, it's just not for me. And it's it's about that. It's not. Yeah. It's, like it's not for me anymore. Okay, this is. I think I I agree with the criticism. I, I loved the game. Loved old Uncharted games equally. Um, I loved the second one. The second one was my favorite one. Yeah, like they're just equally awesome to me. But, uh, but they are repetitive, yes. That's, that's but they are it. challenging as well. Like if you boost the difficult level a little bit, at least the repetitive things become hard. So you have to like try them a few times. Um, looks amazing. Story is better than most games. So <laughs> probably characters are fairly fairly interesting, at least on the last yeah, one. Yeah, and like 
And there's this, sorry, I'll give it some credit as well. There's this amazing, um, amazing um, point in the game where, where it's not a real map. You play as real life. You start, remember that thing where you start by playing uh, um, Crash oh, Bandicoot? Crash Bandicoot, yeah. You, like you, you on, start on... the game playing, like the, your, Nathan Drake's character is playing Crash Bandicoot on the PS1. Yeah, at home, like, in the, <laughs> like at, at home with while, his while uh, the wife, wife. wife is like making yeah. dinner and stuff. amazing. So yeah. that, that, that thing ended and I thought, it's a fucking masterpiece, right? Yeah. They, did, they did exactly what they did for Last of Us. And you can play for as long as you want yeah. as well, the Crash yeah, Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's great. And then it was just, Back to shooting people again, forever. Thing is, I've but I, 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 I bought into that idea though. Like, yeah, I, fair enough. Yeah, because I it got good reviews and it's a acclaimed yeah. game. I I had I got this in a game deal with my PS4 for Black Black November or whatever. The Black Friday. Black Friday. Black, Friday. <laughs> Black November. <laughs> Jesus, isn't that like a concept uh, for it? Yeah. Um, Black History Month. Yeah. Um, so. I got this and it's it's gathering dust and it's on my to-do list but I want to play it for because I I feel like it's my my new technical milestone like mm. Last of Us was a very massive technical milestone and Charlotte was equally impressive Charlotte yeah. has sh- I know it, it has looks, lots of stuff it looks amazing and you're great. gonna you're gonna have a boner for all those like weird mechanics that it has yeah I remember my friend posted a video of him sh- watching uh, slates of stone. <laughs> Yeah. Like tumble down a yeah like yeah lots of the, the sort of rigid body dynamics uh, oh, that are like interactive. You can yeah. shoot pebbles of stone and they would. Yeah, I guess my point of it is that it it tries to make me judge it seriously, and but, but then yeah. it fails with characters, yeah. with dialogue, with story, with you know stuff like that. Fair enough. Okay, should we go on to mine? Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. This game fucking pisses me off. <laughs> and I'm really venomous about it. And I'm really going to lay into the entire concept of this game. And I even fucking hate the fans. I fucking hate them. <laughs> I just hate everything about this game. I don't understand. I, it offends me that people could even imagine this being a good game. I'm cu- oh, shit. I'm what is it? enough. So I bought this game. <laughs> bought this fucking game. Because I, you know... I had nostalgia. I liked the the. It was like a classic. No one's gonna argue. And I went. You know what? I'm gonna buy a new one. And I was like, five minutes. I was so bored. And I was like, I wasted forty five pounds on this. <laughs> could, you, could you drop some hints? Or do you have an idea for you? Like, I have no idea. Can you drop some hints? On no, no, no. I, I just have to <laughs> say, it, say it. Like, we'll get it over. Maybe, 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 maybe make it. a sound, and we'll guess the game. Now, every sound I make, you'll know. It's just everything I say about this game, you'll know what it is. Okay. Street Fighter 4. Oh, wow. Probably the worst fucking game ever. I hate it. (laughs) I don't understand why any human being (laughs) wants to fucking endlessly play endless versus battles going, oh, well, I, you know, I can fucking know all the combos. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Hold on, are you describing every fighting game now or specifically Street Fighter 4? Because isn't that every fighting game? <laughs> maybe I am, maybe I am. But Street, <laughs> no, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 4 I specifically bought for like 55 quid on the Expensive Xbox Expensive for a simplistic game, I would say. And, yeah, I, yeah, and I play it and I got, and it's like really classically, generically uninteresting single player. Yeah. Kill this person, now fight this person. And then you go to the last boss and the last boss, I think they must have some sort of AI 
that's like difficulty curve fluctuates so you can play so you can play one round that's yeah. like piss easy and you're like I've got this guy by the balls and then the next round the AI is like fucking fighting mm. a god like you may as well be playing that uh dark dark blue to f- on fucking chess deep blue <laughs> deep blue thank you yeah. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather be playing that against fucking chess remembering dark blue <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking dark, mate. <laughs> um, but do you hate in general fighting games? Because I, I hate them. Thing as is, well. no, thing is, Street Fighter Two. It's good. No. Okay. No dislike about that. If someone's really good at that, fine. I can't believe you paid forty-five pounds for a yeah. fighting game. I know, and I, I was a sucker. I just, I just went. It's the new Street Fighter. You know, I, I love number two. How can like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I pl- and I just I just hate it. And I sit there and I've watched videos and watched competitions about people winning at Street Fighter Four. And I'm like, you're a loser. You're a total <laughs> loser. Like you get you get no respect from me. Probably gonna get some uh, heat. Yeah, with this. I like it. I just, <laughs> I just want people to argue back. I just want like yeah, I want people to argue. No, back. no, you're like, right. Because we haven't had any like uh, messages on our Facebook page so far. But if this doesn't get us like. <laughs> Me, us bashing Metal Gear and you bashing Street I mean, Fighter. Even <laughs> and you even bashing Uncharted, Uncharted yeah. Contro- <laughs> controversial choices all over. Yeah. Actually, we're running like slightly long here, nice. so I like your rant, but uh, I'm sure... Yeah, there's nothing yeah, more. Yeah, like you, I, you, I just you, hate him. Yeah, yeah. Give us another one. <laughs> okay, so my... As you all know, I'm like really into this like survival games, DC, PUBG, mm-hmm. and, and like those started as mods. Uh, particularly to the Arma franchise. You know guys Arma? You yeah. guys know it? Super realistic FPS combat game. Like the type of game where you have to like lay down before you take a shot, like catch your breath. Like hyper, like super realistic FPS games. Open world type thing. I bought Arma 3. I acknowledge again that the game is good, but I bought it at the time, like right before we had like great standalone games. So like PUBG, uh, even the DC, uh, even though that's kind of shit, but Arma 3, I bought it because I know, okay, it has like a wealth of mods, but uh, they are so clunky that they like, again, I'm a, I'm a spoiled gamer now. I, I like it, yeah. I like efficiency. I would like to like press start to play. I don't want to sit in the lobby and wait for 40 minutes and then the server crashes and then I have to try again. And it was just like, it's just so unpolished. Mm, um, yeah. It's fairly expensive for a PC game. Isn't it supposed to be like a the closest you can be in terms of accuracy of combat warfare? I, I do believe it is. Like, it's the, a simulator would be the next thing. Like, mm. But yeah, I, again, like, part of the reason why I regret it was just because I bought it at the wrong time. If yeah. I'd been an early adapter, getting into the whole, like, mod community of it, maybe I would appreciate it, but it's like... I, yeah. I downloaded like a battle royale mod for it. Played it for four, I think, yeah. As a research for this episode, I actually like checked my Steam uh, hours played, sort of games I own, mm-hmm. uh, sorted by yeah. minutes played, and this is, and it also divides it by the price, so you can see like how much you pay per hour played. This is the most expensive game I have. <laughs> so, wow. You know that tells a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should I go straight yeah. on mine? Yeah. Um, Star Wars Battlefront. It looked amazing. 
Is this the new? It's the is multiplayer this... one. Yeah, the one the with the uh, frostbite engine. Yeah, the sort of battlefield-ish yeah, gameplay. The battle. It's exactly like Battlefield only in Star Wars. Uh, We're gonna clash. Terrible. Because I like this game. Ooh. I like Battlefield. This one I thought you just played. You, is this? Let me awful. before I start ranting. Is this? The one that came out like a year ago? Mm, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. a bit more. A year and a half, two years maybe. Okay. It's the one that now is getting a sequel. Yes, yes. Okay, well. Yeah. Fire it's, off. It's the one that the looks one exactly that. like Battlefield, but only yeah. set in Star Wars. Like, uh, made, by, made by DICE as well, right? Made by DICE. Um, maybe. I don't want to claim yeah. that. But the uh, thing is, it looked amazing. Yeah. It didn't have a single player. when it. Re- I think it still has a single player. And it didn't play as good. Yeah. That's it. It just... It wasn't fun to play. Was it not? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> Battlefield 1 is fucking fun to play. Because I always... Because they nailed those mechanics. Because I still feel that I played both. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of feel like I secretly want to play Battlefront more than really? Battlefield. Because I thought... Because you like Star because, Wars so much. No, no, no. Not even about Star Wars. I, I think visually and with... Um, Every concept of it between sound and visuals is like absolutely bang on. But I felt like I had more control, like skill. The more you, the more skillful you got in Battlefront, the more in control of your own destiny, so to speak. So in, in, in Battlefield 1, you can be great, but you could die from a random shell, bullets flying about. Isn't that the same thing in Battlefront? But not, not really. I, I, the, I, the other I, thing, I could stay alive for so much longer, and I had so I just you could like hang back. There was there was a dimension to it that, and then you could get into a spaceship and like kill a couple of walkers or something like that. There was more. I think if you were, but what you think the thing is, what you really wanted was. Uh, like a single player campaign, no. like like you, you wanted. No, ro- you want. You <laughs> I didn't want, want a single player. I, I wanted Rogue Squadron, and I got this clunky FPS that you only have to play online. It looked amazing, and I was like, "Why? Why are we not doing Rogue Squadron, guys? Why are we not doing like an amazing Knights of the Old Republic? Why are we not?" Th- and we. And I, this is what I have for Star Wars. The thing is, though, I feel like you're kind of asking for a bit of punishment here because. Those yeah, you knew what were, you were getting into were buying this game. Games. Oh yeah. yeah, the jokes is definitely on me for, buy, for <laughs> buying the game. That's why I'm angry. <laughs> because because like they made one before this, correct? That was a massive online multiplayer game way before this. They did an MMO. No, 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 no. no. It was it was a battleground. I think it was like Star Wars Battlegrounds or something where you got oh, maybe it was really old school graphics. You know, like okay, but it was right at the birth of multiplayer games and when i saw this one i was like it's gonna be it's the remake of of this that. one and i knew that i was like I don't, i'm not playing this for single player you know like clearly everyone must know that this it, is for it multiplayer didn't, didn't even have a single player yeah and i was like totally fine with that because i just loved mm. are you gonna buy the new one it's coming out. It's coming out new, it's like yeah. November, I think. Maybe it, lo- it, it still still looks yeah. amazing, and this one does have a single player. Okay, what was the last game on your list, Phil? Okay, uh, so again, this is this involves a time back in my youth uh, when we first got the GameCube, mm-hmm. and we at that time I couldn't just buy games 
every Sunday or whatever I was doing. Yeah. So, but we, so we had to really invest in what we bought. And I bought, or my brother bought one from the N64, which was a classic, Extreme G. Do you remember Extreme G? Don't remember it. Hey, Extreme G was like an F-Zero competitor. Okay. As good, just different. It was more bikes, fast speeding bikes. And you had really like F-Zero didn't have weapons, but Extreme G did. And it was really clever and everything else. And there was a GameCube version and it was just absolute dog shit. But because (laughs) it was like you had no other choice but to play it, you just played it because it was either that or having friends. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) So it was just poor. Yeah. It was just, it it had no extension to the original. It had no link. It was just some arsehole made a new one. Mm. And it had no soul. Again, no soul. I don't like any games with no soul. Okay, yeah, we, we, need get, soul. we get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a third game where we haven't. Yeah, yeah. So my third game is game. the one that I like had the highest hopes for. Oh, it's a sequel. Um, you guys probably all played Commandos. Oh, yeah. Am I right in assuming that? Yes, I love Commandos. A unique game, like uh, I think, like j- defined a genre on its own, like sort of strategy but like confined strategy and mm-hmm. uh, game mechanics like the view cone uh, careful planning like yep. characters with different treats like the fourth game in this series is uh, FPS it's a first person shooter is it like full on FPS it, you can only see it in first person view it's called uh, Commandos Strike Force it came out a few years later after the Operation Berlin the right. third one which was good. The second one is the peak of the franchise, by the way. A game I played so many times. Which was the one that introduced 3D graphics, but still the first um, one on, from the top view. I think 3D that, graphics. I think so. the second one had the, like maybe it was the second one. Yeah, yeah, like that's the one but I played. It, the it most. still had a sort of isometric view. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. And it was non-distracting. Like they had the core elements and just like better and better and better. Like the third one, the Operation Berlin or whatever it was called. Had like slightly smaller maps that was a bit annoying. I liked the sort of bigger maps where you had like more room to be experimental with your tactics. Mm-hmm. I liked this game so much because it like, since you had an isometric view, I could like sort of think about solutions for this game without playing it. I, I literally had like, a, I was like maybe bored in school and I would think, okay, I'm gonna try this when I get home because I remember okay, there's some yeah. guy there. I mean, that's a, a good a, adventure game yeah. as well. But for fun, like this. <laughs> So Pyro Studios, the developer, they probably were influenced heavily of the other popular Second World War games at the time, which was uh, Medal of Honor and uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. And they basically made the same game, but with FPS, like its first person mm. view is more action heavy and you lose the overview. The overview was everything. Like, I, I want to see the cone, like, over where the soldier looks back and forth. And it's like, why change the winning team? You had a good, unique selling point yeah, to give your me game. more of this. Maybe, and like I said, in, like on Wikipedia, it says that the franchise overall sold five million copies in total. Like, so they were doing fine. Like, mm. why change it? Like, five million copies. Like, don't try to compete with fucking Call of Duty and Medal of Honor. Like, be your own thing. Like, trust your unique yeah. selling point. Do you remember a game called uh, Hidden and Dangerous? It, 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 yes. it really, it really tapped on My the God. commandos mechanics, but yeah. it was really, it was. You could play a third person, but you could also play like an isometric kind of view and still unforgiving, very, very hard. Yeah. 
like squad yeah. of four or whatever i love that game <laughs> I remember there was also this game, um, the Desperados Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah, it was yeah, a very simple. It was a complete ripoff. Actually, it was just set in a wild, wild west sort yeah. of um, thing. That was a great game as well. I, I loved yeah. all those games. I played them like over and over again. Um, yeah, that is like the mm. most. Like it was such a disappointment. Like I knew when I buying. Like I knew it was an FPS. Like, but yeah. okay, I'm, this well, I, this franchise has never let me down so far. Yeah, you loved something so yeah. much, and then yeah. they took a massive dump on it. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, it's I a understand. piece of shit. I I I know you can play, you can cut this, you can edit this from the overall episode, but I have a special mention. Yeah, a special. Should thing. I tell mine? No, we end, yeah, on yours. end on your special, and then because mine is, uh, uh, we're gonna go by like pretty briefly. I didn't have any in order or anything. There's a game for the PS4 that was an interactive movie, a horror <laughs> movie called Until Dawn. I heard about that one. Yeah. Um, Isn't that also free on the uh, PlayStation? Maybe, 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 maybe it was at some point. Yeah, I've got it. The okay. thing is, everyone were talking about it and how good it was. And I'm really into the whole uh, interactive narrative thing. And yeah. I thought, you know, I should definitely give it a go. But it turns out it's a pretty bad film. <laughs> Again, it's the same fucking problem. Writers for games are just not as good, good writers. Not as good. <laughs> so. You had, yes, a movie you, where you could choose what happens, but at the end of it, with shitty characters, shitty plot, no interest in actually watching more. But I always thought that was like, when you saw, if you ever saw Charlie Brooker's Game Swipe, mm-hmm. he was like, talk, he had people talking about it, and he was like, the problem with gaming writers is that they can't not think in the terms of a Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, that's probably true. They just are fixated on... Because the point of reference is movies already. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like a serious writer has like books and whatever, and like art and history and yeah. taps on that. For some reason, some of the game writers just tap on Hollywood films. Good is it like almost like a whispering game analogy? Yeah. So like they don't go straight to the good source material, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. pure fiction, like written fiction, like novels and stuff. They adapt based yeah. on an adaption yeah. that is already arguably At quite bad to, to some degree yeah. i mean you get amazing writers half-life yeah. you're saying but basically are writers that tr- actually work outside the box another example do you remember heavy rain yeah. yeah the game that tried to be seven yeah it never was as good as seven obviously it was yeah. just a good game but yeah same thing true so um, your bonus uh, that like your fourth place in the top so three so again this also links to my mindless spending of money back in the day um but was it a jet ski simulator (laughs) (laughs) um Um, was it wave 64 (laughs) wave race race 64 um (laughs) no it was final fantasy crystal chronicles okay on the gamecube yeah because i am so pissed off at this game because it's so mind-numbingly harsh to a gamer in terms of i'll give you the concept of this okay it's a four-player Final Fantasy game. I fucking love that. I want that. But the only way you can play four-player is if you have special cables and a Game Boy <laughs> SP. What? Oh, man. And if you have a game, if you have those two things, you can play four-player with someone. <laughs> so when yeah. I was young, I bought the game. I, I still have an SP, Game Boy SP, that I still use today. But I bought it. This was like when it first came out, so it was 200 quid to mm. buy an SP. And I wanted to play multiplayer because I've been dreaming of playing Final Fantasy multiplayer. So I bought my friend a Game Boy SP 
What? And the cable. Oh, which one? You made Dave. Dave. Wow. Yeah. Man, I like Dave. Bastard. Because <laughs> he You're gave it to Dave. his mate and lost it. What? Anyway. What? <laughs> I You're a bad friend, Dave. Fucking <laughs> Dave. Have you met Dave? I believe I have, yes. <laughs> so so I, I bought a £200 SP so we could play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> and we did, and it was really fun. But you know what? It pisses me off. Like, why do they release a game that I have to... So, like, Four people have to invest at least two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's a high play. Like, that's a fuck high you. Economical how was that Square Soft? How, how was <laughs> that not you. in your top three? How is that a special mention? <laughs> Just because it was like my own, my own, like Fair enough. bullshit, yeah, yeah. rather than. A bad okay, game. Great. Anyway. I think we're running like late on time. So yeah, let's just end it. I yeah. think we have to wrap this up. Um, if you like this episode, please leave a rating on iTunes. Give us five stars. And if you hate a Street Fighter Four, please <laughs> give us five stars. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and send us an angry email. But and if you don't re- like, stri- and if you do like Street Fighter Four, you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. If you like love Uncharted <laughs> and love Theo. You have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it going to be? And it's going to be Theo, so five stars again. Yeah. If you're easy. a Metal Gear Solid fanboy, don't hate me. Hate the game. And, um, well, hate, hate Kojima. There's a reason why he yeah. left Konami, why, yeah. they, why they got rid of him. He, the guy, was clearly crazy. Yeah. Anyway, next episode, we're going to talk about um, the games we would want to like if we were ever going to make a game. And there's also the quiz returning, uh, Theo hosting it this time. So... Uh, in a couple of weeks from now, um, you can hear that. And uh, that's it for this episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.